The Columbia Broadcasting System presents Mickey Rooney as Shorty Bell. From Hollywood, we bring you Shorty Bell, a novel for radio, the story of a young newspaper reporter in a big city, starring Mickey Rooney. With me in the newspaper business, it was a case of love at first sight, on my part anyway. And at the beginning, when we first started going steady, as you might say, it was all fun and games and a lot of yaks, like any romance. But the honeymoon ended one morning last week when my boss, Don Robard, called me into his office. Good morning, Mr. Bell. Beautiful morning. Yeah, yeah, Chief. June is busting out all over, huh? So are you. Tuck in your shirt. Eh? Oh, excuse me. And uh, wipe the lipstick from your cheek. Oh, And oh. Uh, sit down. She uh, told me it was indelible. Is it uh, off now? Mr. Bell, June, as you have said, with that boyish exuberance I find so refreshing, June is here. It brings with it a number of events of interest to our readers. Among these events are graduation ceremonies. Oh, please, Chief, please. Look, that's no way to spend a June afternoon. How's about an assignment at, uh, at an amusement park, say, huh? Mr. About... Bell, the day reporters on this paper choose their own assignments, we will run an eight-column head announcing that I am Queen of the May. Oh, well, where do I go, Chief? Which campus? Fenmore College, Parker Tech, State University? State Penitentiary, Mr. Bell. <laughs> State there are graduations and graduations. This afternoon, one Augie Davis graduates from the state penitentiary. Have you uh, ever heard of Augie Davis? Uh, not until now. Now, before your time, yeah, well, what Capone was to Chicago, Augie was to this virtuous city. Hmm. In 1931, he was tried, convicted, and sentenced to a term of 199 years. A term which has just been cut short by a parole. Oh, and uh, what do you want me to find out from this, uh, Augie Davis? Uh, you said something? Yeah, well, what, 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 what do you want me to ask him? Nothing. I doubt if you'll even see him. Then what this am I going to... This is a special type of parole, Mr. Bell, what the convicts call a backdoor parole. Augie is graduating in a casket. Oh. Bring me the unvarnished facts, a description of the casket, the cemetery, the funeral ceremony, the names of the mourners, if any. I, um... I'll write Augie's obituary myself. You'll write the obituary? Yeah. Well, what I want to know is... The quickest way of getting to the state penitentiary, you start by walking through that door behind you. Good morning, Mr. Bell. But she... Good morning. Yes, it was once, wasn't it? Sandwiches and chocolate, huh? Widow without the nuts. Hey, it's uh, your delicious Hey, fella, one milk, will you please? Yes, sir. Milk. Star cup. Give me a cup. Guess who I just sold a sandwich to? Hmm, I'm terrible at games. I, I give up, fella. Lou Gibson, the old sunk dollars himself. Yeah, that'll be 15. No fooling. Lou Gibson, you say? Yeah, yeah, he's sitting up there in front of the car. Uh, here's a change. Uh, thanks, fella. I said to him, champ, I said, that is the time I seen you fight before you retire. <laughs> You know, you gave me a quarter tip. At the uh, front of the car, huh? Yeah, front of the car. Ah. Delicious cold milk, tasty fresh sandwiches, and chocolate fries. Bring it over and 
excuse me, uh, Mr. Gibson? Yeah? I guess you wouldn't remember me, Mr. Gibson. I... Well, give me a lead, kid. <laughs> you once gave me a pair of boxing gloves, the pair you wore when you knocked out uh-huh. Al Kenny for the title. Do you remember me? Oh, sure, sure. Now <laughs> I got you pegged. You was runner-up in the citywide amateurs that's, before the war. That's right. Well, let me see. I refereed a fight between you and some other kid, and you was KO'd in, uh, in the fifth. Uh, sixth. Well, with a left hook. <laughs> sure. And your name is Shorty, uh... uh Bell. Shorty Bell. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, you got quite a memory, champ. That's my specialty. Me and Babe Ruth. You traveling by yourself? Why don't you sit down here with us? Uh, well, gee, you... Do you mean it, champ? Do I mean it, he says. Come on, come on, sit down. Oh, thanks. Laura, baby, meet Shorty Bell. Uh, a good kid. Oh, glad to meet you, How do you honey. Do? Have a sandwich? Uh, no, no, thanks. You, you know something, champ? Those gloves still hang on my wall. Uh, yeah, hey? You hear that, Laura? Yeah. How's it going, Shorty? What are you doing? Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a newspaper man. Oh, that's swell, real swell. You know, I know a lot of newspaper guys from the old days. If I can do you any good... Thanks, champ. I appreciate it. Going on your vacation, honey? No, I'm on an assignment at the uh, state penitentiary. Yeah? yeah? A fellow named Doggy Davis graduates today in a casket. Huh? <gasps> oh, Laura. What, what is it? Don't kid. What's the matter? I'm all right. Here, here, here's a handkerchief. Well, did I say something wrong? Oh, forget uh, it, Shorty. I... You just didn't know, that's all. Only try not to be flip about things like that. It ain't the mark of a nice fella to be hard about something like that. Oh, now look, I feel like an awful dog. I'm, I'm awful sorry. Forget huh? it, honey. Forget it. It's past. Me and Lou are going up to bury Augie. He was my brother. Oh, I see. Uh, did you ever meet Augie? No, I... I... No, of course not. How could you? He was before your time. Real nice fella. Awful good to me since I was just a punk. Uh, you'd be surprised how many fellas he was good to. Uh, Miss Davis. Uh, you can call her Laura. Oh, thanks. Laura, look, I'm, I'm awful sorry. Oh, I don't mean... worry about it. So you're a newspaper man, huh? That's right. My, I'll bet you meet a lot of interesting people. I am the resurrection and the life, saith the Lord. He that believeth in me, though he were dead. Yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Ashes to ashes, God. You feeling better now, baby? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Ah, sure, yeah, kid. I thought them white roses looked real nice, didn't you, Shorty? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they look beautiful. Poor Augie. Uh, give the kid back his handkerchief. Oh, it's all right. Oh, here. Thanks, honey. It's uh, all right. Three people. Put that in your story, kid. Mm, what, what do you mean? Three people at Augie's funeral besides the reverend and the guy with a shovel. You know how many friends he had before he went up? Thousands. Some friends. Yeah. Shorty, do me a favor. Yeah, Lou, anything for a pal. Will you take Laura here to a movie or for a walk or something when we get back to town tonight on account I'm going to be busy? Oh, Lou, he doesn't... No, I... No, please, Laura, I'd, I'd like to, sure, honest. Will you, uh... W- will you let me, huh? Oh, will you? Good, good. Yeah, thanks. I guess maybe you won't grow up to be like another newspaper fella I know. Who's that? The guy who sent Augie up. Augie's best friend. They was practically raised together, but the newspaper stories that got Augie indicted carried his byline. No kidding. What kind of a guy would do a thing like that? What's this guy's name? Robot. Yeah, Don Robot, managing editor of the news.
Did you have a nice day, Mr. Bell? Just peachy, Mr. Robard. A laugh a minute. And between guffaws and chuckles, did you manage to get the story? I got a couple of stories. I'm waiting. Augie Davis was buried in a plain wooden box. The ceremony took place at 2.30 this afternoon at Oak Crest Cemetery. About a mile from the jail, as the hearse goes, the Reverend Owen Graff officiated. There were two mourners present. Lou Gibson and Augie's sister, Laura. Also one observer of the passing parade, me. And a grave digger. Lou Gibson, eh? That reminds me, I, uh, I want you here at 10 tomorrow morning. I have an assignment for you. You want the other story? Is it a good one? It's got a lot of inhuman interest. I am listening. It's about two fellows who were friends. One was a political boss and the other was a newspaper reporter. The reporter broke a big bribery story and sent his friend, the politician, to jail for 199 years. Do you think it's a good story, Mr. Not, Robards? Uh, not very, but then I never cared for cheap melodrama. However, I have no wish to quench your enthusiasm. For all I know, you may have the plot for the great American novel. I... Or even better, next year's Academy Award movie. If you don't... But I doubt it. Sounds like soap opera to me. Augie Davis was your friend. Augie Davis was a corrupter of civil servants. You grew up together. Coincidence, Mr. Bell. And then Mr. you turn Bell. around and Mr. you... Mr. Bell, I care very little for your present attitude. It verges upon the personal. Keep your distance, Mr. Bell. What kind of a business am I in, anyway? It's not a business. As far as you're concerned, it's a profession. Leave the business aspect to the accountants and advertising boys. If it's something that you're you think that I'm... very young, Mr. Bell, younger than I thought. Grow up. That's all for today. I said that's all. Good day, Mr. Bell. All coffee, honey? No, thanks, Laura. Beer? And, 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 no, no thanks. Pour some for me, huh? Yes, sure. Oh, what it does to my figure is nobody's business. I head on it. That Lou doesn't seem to mind. He says he likes a girl to fill up a chair when she sits down. <laughs> Oh, that Lou. No, no, years and years. And if it hadn't been for Lou, I, I don't know what I'd have done after Augie went away. He's the best friend a girl ever had. Uh, tell me, how come you never married him? Mm, come to think of it, shortly, I don't really know. <laughs> I suppose we'll get around to it someday. Hey, are you listening to me? Huh? What? What's it on you, honey? Uh, there's something more I gotta tell you about, I guess. I I've been I've been holding it back. Well, I come on, come on, come on, tell Mama. Laura. The Don Robard who wrote those stories about your brother. He's my boss. Yeah. I know. You know? Sure, Lou told me. He saw your press card when you flashed it at the prison gate. And and you don't mind? Oh, what's it a mind? You're not that sort of a man, are you? No, no, I'm, I'm not, Laura. I can't even understand that sort of man. Just coming to know what he is and what he did has turned all my ideas upside down. You take a big, don't you? Yeah, I grew up like Lou did, I, a slum kid. One thing we got pounded into us across the tracks, never rattle a pal, never holler copper. I've always looked up to Mr. Robard. I don't anymore. I'm giving the paper two weeks' notice in the morning. Shorty. I, no, no, really, I wouldn't get a kick out of it anymore, honey. I've... I always got a charge out of it before, ribbon with Robard and having him cut me down to size the way he did and all that, but, honey, the thrill's all gone now. Oh, I don't think you should leave, honey. Uh, there are other papers. Five in this town alone. I'll find me a berth somewhere. Shorty, I feel terrible about this, really. Well, <laughs> how, do you, how do you like that? I, I, I'm supposed to be cheering you up. 
Laura, listen, did you ever hear my imitation of Ronald Coleman, huh? Mm-hmm. Listen, no, listen. My dear, you're as lovely as an old Rembrandt tonight, and when I say an old Rembrandt, I mean an old, old, old Rembrandt. <laughs> oh, yes, my dear. Listen, darling, they're playing our song. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Bell. Hiya. Esther, I want Schwartzie in here. Sit down, Mr. Bell. I, uh, I have an assignment for I'm you. I'm not taking any more assignments from you, Mr. Robot. Now, this assignment will be I so said much... no. Didn't you get my letter of resignation? I did, Mr. Bell. Didn't you read it? Did you? It said effective two weeks from today. Till that period has elapsed, you'll put in your time the same as any other hired hand. Now, sit down, Mr. Bell. Come in! Morning, Mr. Robot. Watsy, I want you to tell Mr. Bell what you told me. Yes, sir. Well, uh, goes like this, Shorty. Uh, I've been covering sports for 12 years. Delete the grace notes. Uh, <coughs> I was telling Mr. Robot here. And the build-up. Yes, sir. Uh, last week, Mitch Andrews fought Eddie Whitman at the arena for the light heavyweight championship. Mm. Mitch figured to win. He lost. Yeah, so what? The week before, same thing happened when Jenny Baby lost the Jupiter Stakes at Piney Brook. Oh, this is big news. So what? Well, uh, I checked back for the past year, and there are too many upsets like these two. Should I uh, read him the list, Mr. Robin? Mm, no. Well, uh, it looks to me like somebody's paying off. Maybe a syndicate. Don't get romantic, Schwartzy. Well, uh, it could be a syndicate, Mr. Robot. Anyway, uh, I think someone is out bribing with both hands. Thank you, Schwartzy. That's all. Uh, yes, sir. Well, the rhubarb about a fix. There are things much worse than that. I know of one. Never mind the moral arguments, Mr. Bell. How, uh, how well do you know Patsy Friday, the jockey? Patsy, oh, Patsy and me, we used as much food from the same push cart. When you first applied for a job, you wrote in his name as a reference. Does that mean you're still a personal friend of his? I'm not sure you and I mean the same thing by friend. But I know Patsy. I mean, I know him. Excellent. The Jubilee Sweepstakes is being run next Saturday out at Montalban Park. It's the big race of the season. Little Ben is the odds-on favorite, and Patsy Friday will be riding Little Ben. If there's going to be another upset, Mr. Bell, the news wants to know about it. Do you understand? It's a waste of time. Patsy's not that kind of a guy, but uh, since the news is paying for the time, anything else? No. Oh, yes. Yes, about uh, your letter of resignation. Well? Effective, Mr. Bell, is spelled with two Fs, not one. Good morning. Sam, cool him out. Yeah, Patsy. Hiya, Patsy. Huh? Sure. Hey, hello, Shorty. What are you doing down here so early in the morning? You a handicapper? Why not? I was doing fractions while you were still struggling with long division. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't remind me of it. <laughs> hey, come on over. We'll shoot the breeze while I shower. Yeah, sure. Uh, tell me, kid. How goes it, Patsy? Just well, Shorty. Just well. Oh, good. I'm betting on you to boot this filly home a winner, kid. Uh, yeah? Uh, you betting much? My kitchen looks empty with just the sink standing there. Yeah, you're kidding, Shorty. No, no, no. Little Ben will be carrying a double load Saturday. You and my future. Uh, Shorty, you, you shouldn't have. You know, we could lose. What are you talking about? Well, I, I just ain't sure. How, how can you be sure when I ain't sure? I mean, you're not sure. Well, it's horse racing, Shorty. Anything can happen. Uh, well, this Philly's been acting a little sore lately. It might break down or something. Hey, Shorty, why don't you buy us some dough and try to hedge? Protect yourself, you know. I don't know. I never heard you talk like this before, kid. Shorty, look, I'll lend you the dough to hedge. Put it on... Ah, 
Ah, forget it. It's just, just nerves. Nerves here since when, Pat? Have uh, seen any of the old gang lately? Patrick, sure, what's going on here? Uh, nothing. I was down by the... Patrick, come on, give it to me. Shorty, I can still trust you, can I, Patsy? If you're all right, all right, all right. Don't look at me like that. I know I can't. Shorty, they got me in the middle. What do you mean? Come on, drop the other shoe. Little Ben won win. I'm throwing a race. You too, huh, Patsy? You too. Oh, you dumb Hey, that's Shorty, go! Come on, talk, Shorty! Come on! Why, they kept hammering at me. They said that... Hey, who are they? I don't know. Mike's a go-between. Mike. Mike, a fine trainer you're working for. Why, what's a setup? My end's 20,000. They're covering all the bets they can find on Little Ben, knowing he'll lose. I wouldn't... Oh, what made you go for a deal like that anyway? I don't know, Shorty. Who knows why a fella does something like this? I've been having trouble making weight. I just don't seem to sweat no more. Uh, who, who knows how much longer I'm going to be able to ride? I f- figured maybe I could take the 20 and well, maybe start my own stable. You're just a little genius, aren't you? Shorty, you was always smarter than me. Can't you angle me out of this? I don't want to throw the race. Well, look at my fingernails. All right, all right, all right, all right. Stop it, stop it. Who does this uh, Mike the trainer see? Well, he didn't tell me, but he's meeting him tonight to get the money. There's a hardware shop at 5th and Pearl. 5th and Pearl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, Mike's supposed to walk past the entrance at 11. Hey, no, Shorty, o'clock. please, please, Pearl. find me a way out. All right, now pay attention to what I say. If I can bring this to a head, uh, this is your story. You only pretended you were going to throw the race just to lead them on, so you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The day that you, they made you the offer, you told me about it because I'm a reporter, and, and, and you wanted to crack the setup wide open, that's it, yeah. That's your story, and don't you forget it. No, 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 I won't forget it, I won't. And tonight, you make sure Mike doesn't get to that hardware store till after 11 o'clock. Well, I'm not going to do a thing like that, sure. You'll figure it out. You're so quick to spot an easy buck. You shouldn't have any trouble. I still think I ought to slap you around with yes. Because I'm tight. All right, now get me that shower before you catch cold, kid. Right on schedule. Hey, you ain't Mike. Who are you? No, I'm not Mike. But let's see who you are. Lou. Lou Gibson. Oh, no chance. No. Uh, no, Lou. Uh, hey, hey, come back here, you. Come back here. <laughs> Well, Mr. Bell, I saw Patsy yesterday. And? Schwartzy was right. Ah. But Patsy's in the clear. Remember that. Patsy's in the clear. He only pretended to agree to throw the race. He was leading them on. Is he our key witness? Yes, one of them. Then, of course, I believe him. A noble lad is our Patsy. Did they approach him directly? Through the trainer. Mike Surtees. Also noble? No, no. Good. Two noblemen would be a bit difficult to take. Did the trainer talk? No. Willie talk? No. Who identifies the payoff man? Do you know who he is? I'm waiting. I know who he is. Well? I... I have no proof. Just give me his name. I'll get the proof. I'm not going to tell you. You seem a trifle confused, Mr. Bell. You came in to tell me a story. Mm, uh, no story unless we can identify the payoff man. Well, I... I've changed my mind. That fails to change the facts. Why this reticence, Mr. Bell? Are you involved in some way with your Mr. X? Friend of yours, perhaps? 
It sometimes does happen that a reporter covering a story foresees the possibility of damage to a friend if he goes to the root of the matter. I'm sure I've heard of cases like that. Is Mr. X a friend of yours? I'm not saying another word. You can fire me if you like, and I can fire you. I already have your letter of resignation. Use whatever pressure you want to. I'm not talking. Don't worry. Pressure. I see you're still addicted to cheap melodrama, Mr. Bell. I intend to use no pressure. Mr. Robot, even if a sports event is fixed, so what? A few gamblers suffer, so what? What difference does it make? Are you asking me or yourself? I'm asking you. I make it a rule to print the facts and let the public decide what difference it makes. Suppose the fix never took place, or, or you never learned about it. You'd find other stories. But it that... did take place, and we have learned about it. Who are you to decide whether or not a man goes to jail? I never make such decisions. I simply publish news. Mr. Robard, this is one story you don't print. I'm keeping the information to myself. Of course. Keep it all to yourself. Live with it, Mr. Bell. Cherish it in your bosom. Let it eat you out. As you yourself say, what difference does it make? Ah, oh, there's no use talking to you. Mr. Bell? What do you want? How do you like it, Mr. Bell? Just a minute. I'm coming. Shorty, honey. Hello, Laura. Oh, I'm so glad you came. I called you at the office all afternoon. And at the hotel. I know, I know. The desk clerk told me. Oh, where were you all day? All around. Here and there. Hey, is anything the matter? Hmm? No, no. No, nothing's the Oh, nothing's I'm glad, I'm glad. I wouldn't want anything to be the matter on this day of all days. Guess hello, what? Hello, Shorty. Oh, hello, Lou. Lou, you tell him. Tell me what? Ah, uh-uh, not till you got a glass in your mitt. Laura, here's yours. Shorty, here. Now, yeah. be careful, don't spill. Thanks. <laughs> now, you ready? Laura and me is getting married Sunday. What? Well, aren't you going to say congratulations? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's swell. It's... It's really swell, Lou. <laughs> He's tried to tell us it's swell. <laughs> no, 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 I, I meant it, Laura, really. I, I don't know any two people I like more than you two, well, and I'm really happy for you. Kiss the bride-to-be. Many, many happy returns today, Laura. What do you mean, many happy returns? Well, <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah, you know what I meant, of course. I... Yeah, wait till you see the place I'm buying for her and me. The prettiest farm there ever was. Farm, huh? Yeah, I got a big deal due to pay off Saturday afternoon. I'm going to retire. You know how it is. I'm no kid no more. Time to settle down. Uh, what are you staring at, Shorty? What, what's the matter? You, you're sick? Yeah, Lou. Yeah, I'm sick. What is it? Lou, it won't do this. Let's talk about investments. What do you mean, kid? That was me last night, Lou. Me. Oh. You throw a nice punch, kid. What's this all about? Tell me, Lou. Don't, Lou. I might as well. Laura, baby, I've been making my money by betting on sure things. They were sure because I helped fix them that way, you understand? Nobody in a position to talk knew till now. And now Shorty knows, and you too. Oh? It makes a difference, don't it? Don't it make a difference? What do you think I am, just out of a finishing school? If you mean, does it make a difference in the way I feel for you? The answer is no. Oh, you're a good kid, baby. That leaves just you, Shorty. How about it? I don't know, Lou. Look, Shorty, don't give me you don't know. Don't get me mad, kid. I, I ain't playing for match covers. Just because you work for a newspaper don't mean you can bounce off bullets. I'm not in this by myself. I got friends. 
You walk out of here when I don't know and you don't get to the corner alive. Lou. There was a reporter in Chicago named Jake Lingle Lou, once. you don't operate that way. I won't let you. What do you mean? I ain't taking this from a Listen little... Listen to me, Lou. Shorty's got to make up his mind my way. No, Lou. I'm Augie Davis's sister, remember? I grew up in fear. Fear for my big brother. I never knew when he left the house whether he'd come back in one piece or leaning against the door jam full of slugs. It wasn't any good, Lou, and I'm not going back to it. You're walking out, huh? No, Lou. But I'm not going to live the rest of my life in fear. And neither are you. You walked into this thing with your eyes open. All right. Take what's coming to you. Don't make it worse by trying to get shorty because the world's full of shorty bells. Stop this one and another one will come along someday to dig into your past and disturb our peace. I'll take whatever they give you, Lou, and if they send you up, don't worry about me. I'll be right here when you get out. Lou? Lou, Laura? Can't you, can't you run away to Mexico or someplace? Look, Shorty, I'm asking you as a friend, forget what you know. I can't promise that, Lou. I, I don't know. Laura, you ask him. Well, honey? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The poor kid. Come in. Good morning, Mr. Bell. Have a seat. You know what I've been doing all night? Yeah. You do? Yeah. You've been walking all over town. North to south, east to west, round and round. I know. Did you do that one time, too? That time when Augie Davis... Keep your distance, Mr. Bell. Mr. Robot, can't you... Can't you tear it out of me? Beat it out of me? Smash it out of I me? I could, yes, but I won't. I don't want to tell you. I don't. Shoot yourself. I can snap my fingers right here in your face and walk out of here. That's right. There's nobody on earth can make me talk if I don't care That's to. That's right. And if I don't want to be haunted by ghosts for the rest of my life, I, I don't have to be. Of course not. Why should I put myself in your class? No reason at all. Quit agreeing with me! What, uh, what's his name? Lou Gibson. The old sock dollager himself. Ah, so... That's all. That's just about all, except that I hurt. Chief, I hurt real bad. That, Mr. Bell, would be growing pains. Next week, Mickey Rooney returns in Shorty Bell, a novel for radio. Tonight's script was written by Walter Newman, produced and directed by William N. Robeson, with music conceived and conducted by Cy Fuhr. Tonight's Shorty Bell featured John Hoyt as Robard, Mary Lansing as Lara, and William Conrad as Lou. Mickey Rooney appears by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Irving Berlin's Technicolor, Easter Parade, starring Judy Garland and Fred Astaire. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Good night, Mom.